0: Hey guys, glad to be on here with you today. Um, it's been a minute. whole family had COVID. Um, yeah, I went through the COVID experience. Uh, family's doing great. I'm still running uh, a few side effects, still really weak. No energy. I ask you to pray for that. Also, you'll notice that background's a little bit different and give you guys kind of a update on where uh, me and my family are. Recently resigned the church that we were at. I was serving on pastoral staff. Um, nothing happened, nothing wrong. We just felt a release from the Lord that uh, it was time for us to step down as uh, on pastoral staff. I'm not sure where the Lord is leading yet. Uh, we're praying about that. This is both exciting and anxious time in life. We'd ask you to pray for us as we begin to discern the Lord's will. Uh, in the direction that God is calling us um, in the future. Um, but today we're going to uh, do the podcast that I promised we would do, and that is discussing whether or not Jesus went to hell. Uh, the reason I've been asked this question often, past few years, is because of the church I serve at and ending my service uh, at, at the end of the month. Um, we recite the Apostles' Creed, and there's a phrase in the Apostles' Creed um, that says that he, speaking of Jesus, descended into hell. Well, what does that mean? Uh, I mean, people have questions, and rightfully so. What what does it mean? Is this meaning that Jesus actually had to suffer in hell? For our propitiation, for the propitiation of our sins, uh, for our redemption, for our atonement. Did Jesus have to suffer in hell? Well, that's the question we're going to look at today. And we're going to, first, I I, want to say that the Apostles' Creed is one of three ecumenical creeds. And what do I mean by ecumenical creeds? Um... It means that the church in the East and the two branches in the West, Roman Catholicism and Protestantism, hold to these three creeds as faithful deposits of the gospel, of the teachings of scripture unto salvation. Now, there is a question on one one phrase in one of the... um, creeds between the east and the west but that's not the point of this uh, podcast today maybe we would do that in the future but today we're going to talk about the little phrase he descended into hell in the apostles creed the first thing i want to say is that um most likely this is not original to the original apostles creed this is probably added later we're not sure when it was added um but the question must arise if, if we're going to discuss this as being a the apostles creed as a faithful deposit of the gospel and by the way as protestants um, when we talk about creeds or confessions um and i am a confessional christian i hold to confessions of the church um particularly the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, uh, I would hold to. Uh, I'd be a confessional Christian. Uh, what does that mean? That means that we believe that that the creeds or the confession in and of themselves are not authoritative. The only authority um, they have is um, derived from the scriptures. Where they agree with the scriptures is where their authority Comes from. They're not authoritative in and of themselves. We believe their authority comes from the scriptures, and we believe that the three ecumenical creeds the Apostles' Creed, Athanasian Creed, and the Nicene Creed are faithful to the scriptures. Um, And I believe that the Apostles' Creed is faithful to the scriptures, including the phrase he descended into hell. But what does that really mean he descended into hell does it mean that Jesus suffered in hell or does it mean something else that's the topic for today so a couple of scriptures we're going to look at that some have interpreted it as meaning that Jesus went to hell a place of suffering the first is found in Ephesians chapter 4 Uh, And that's the main one we're going to look at. And uh, we're going to start in verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, talking about the ascension of Christ, he took many captives and he gave gifts to his people. Two things are happening here. The first thing that's happening, we see that Jesus is taking some captives. Now, who are these captives? Um, I believe these captives most likely are demonic forces um, that we also see in Second Peter 2, 4 that are, have been in, uh, ensnared. They, they um, have lost any authority that they may have had. Um, and this is for the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we see the first thing that's happening is a defensive thing, that Christ is um, having demonic influences. He's holding those things captive in order to, for the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he gave gifts to his people. And this is the offensive. Uh, and we know those gifts are the apostles, the prophets, uh, the evangelists, the pastors, teachers, uh, for the building up of the body, for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry so the body can be built up to maturity uh, f- with the fullness of Christ, as Paul puts it. Um, and then verse 9, it says, what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions some have taken that to mean that jesus literally went to hell he descended into hell but most likely this is speaking of his incarnation um, that jesus was incarnated he became a man he dwelt in the earthly region as the god man and proclaimed the gospel uh, the good news the kingdom of god is at hand, and then he ascended back into heaven and gave gifts to the church. So, what does it really mean then when it speaks of Jesus going to hell? Well, we're going to look at a story in Luke chapter sixteen that that I, I think sums it up very well. Luke chapter 16, and we're going to, if you have your Bible, um, pause me if you don't, go get your Bible, look at this story with me. I I think it's going to bring some clarity to this situation of he descended into hell and what it means. All right, we're going to be in Luke 16, and we're going to start in verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. And some translations, like the King James, will say Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades. In Hades, keep that in mind, this phrase, Hades, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime, you received good things, Well, Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place. So, we see that Lazarus goes to this place called Abraham's side, or Abraham's bosom, and then... Um, the rich man goes to Hades. So the question has to be asked, what does the word Hades mean? What, do we, what does the word Hades mean? Well, in the Old Testament, you, you had a phrase called Sheol. And Sheol meant the place of the dead, the grave, the place of the dead. Hades is the equivalent of Sheol from the Old Testament and it was the place of departed souls um where departed souls went now we see here that there's two compartments in this place and there's this great chasm in between um a place of suffering and a place of bliss Abraham's bosom Abraham's side um this was the place that the dead went. This was kind of like a temporary holding tank until the final judgment. Um, We see that in Revelation chapter 20 that Hades is thrown into the lake of fire. So what has happened is the confusion comes from people thinking Hades and hell are the same thing. Hades and hell are not the same thing according to the scriptures. This is not what the Jewish worldview and the biblical worldview, those who were writing the scriptures, held to. Hades was different than what Jesus called um, hell, Gehana, which was a large dump outside of the city of Jerusalem where things were being burned day and night. And Jesus pointed to this place as pointing to this is the final judgment. This is a place of eternal torment. Just like this place, this dump is continually burning with fire, so is hell. But Gehenna and Hades are two different things, two different places. We see Hades is thrown into the lake of fire. It is a temporary holding tank, a temporary place until the final judgment. Okay? All right, the story goes on. Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go... From here to you cannot. So Lazarus can't dip his finger in water and dip it on the rich man's tongue. Nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family. For I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. So this one side of Hades is a place of torment. Place of suffering for those who have rejected Yahweh and the teachings of the prophets um, of Moses and the prophets, which you'll see. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So where did Jesus go when he died? Where did his soul, his spirit go when he died? Now, Jesus speaking on the cross in Luke chapter 23 Speaking to the dying thief, one of the dying thieves, Jesus says, and this thief is repented and asked Jesus to remember him. Jesus says, Today you will be with me in paradise. Paradise was also a euphemism for Abraham's bosom, Abraham's side, place of bliss. Jesus went into abraham's bosom he went to he went to hades the place of the dead but he did not go to the place of torment of the dead this is not where jesus went when jesus said to to on the cross it is finished the price had been paid the propitiation for our sins had been paid for redemption had been paid for Jesus did not have to suffer in hell, in torment. Jesus went to Hades, the place of the dead. And in Hades, he went to Abraham's bosom. The place of bliss for those departed souls who were faithful and loved. Yahweh. And listen to Moses and the prophets. And Jesus proclaimed, the kingdom of God is at hand. And when Jesus rose, that place was emptied. And those souls were taken to heaven. We even see on the, uh, on, on, when Jesus dies that, that, that there's an earthquake and some of the dead are raised. Yeah. So Jesus empties that place. Abraham's bosom. And those faithful saints are in the presence of Christ and God the Father. But what about the other place? What about the place of torment? Well, this is where disembodied souls who have rejected Christ go until final judgment when Hades will be thrown into the lake of fire. And Christ calls out to everyone, repent and believe. Repent and believe, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Christ has been raised from the dead. He offers you redemption. He offers you forgiveness of sins, because He paid for your sins. And He offers you His perfect righteousness, because He never sinned. So that you could stand before God and enter in His presence the moment you breathe your last breath. As Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Jesus did not suffer in hell. No. He paid the price at the cross. He proclaimed the gospel in Abraham's bosom to those Old Testament saints who had faithfully served Yahweh. That the Messiah had come, the one that they had prophesied, the one that they had longed to see, had come. That he had died. And he was going to be raised and take them into God's presence forever more. And one day Jesus will return and all will stand before the great white throne of judgment and give an account for their lives and whether or not they have said yes to his offer of grace and forgiveness. For those who say yes to Christ and his work, He accomplished for them. They will spend eternity in bliss. In the presence of. Father. The Son. And the Spirit. Our triune God. And for those who reject Christ. His offer of redemption. His offer of salvation. They will be separated from. That bliss. And that goodness. Forever. I hope this has helped. Yeah. If you have any more questions, hey, leave a comment. We'd love to dialogue with you on this issue. God bless.